as we end the year, and we, we heard uh, Pastor Chu, Pastor John, and all the pastors talk about ending well. So the Lord put in my heart, what is the best way to end the year? Do you know something? The way you end a year will also be the way you start a year. That's why I thank Pastor Lindy for saying to those of you who are drawn into darkness or lowness of spirit or depression, get rid of it because you do not want to enter 2019 with this kind of thoughts, with this following you. The way you leave is the way you enter. So the Lord put this inside my heart. This is how you must end the year and this is how you must enter the year. Everybody say, give thanks and praise His glorious name. Let's say it louder. Give thanks and praise His glorious name. The spirit of thankfulness will overcome the spirit of depression. And even as we entered 2019, only this Saturday, I was at the early morning prayer, or the Saturday morning prayer, and I met a friend who began to share with me how difficult 2019 is going to be. Now, she's an amazing woman, but she's just telling me that this is how 20, she's a businesswoman, so she says it's not going to be easy. We already know it because there's so many things happening throughout the world. There's Brexit, there's Trump with its trade wars, there is uh, Saudi Arabia, don't know doing what, and, and there's Malaysia, there's Singapore, there's Indonesia with earthquakes. What on earth is happening? We don't care and we don't need to know. Now, I tell you why, because God began to say, if you focus on those things, you will enter the year with too much fear and too much anxiety. And when the spirit of a man is filled with fear and filled with anxiety, they cannot think straight. So what will give us resilience for the year that is ahead? In fact, this wonderful godly woman, businesswoman said to me, what people need is resilience for the coming year. And the Lord said to me, the way you want to have resilience is begin to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Amen? The world may not be good, but God is good. Amen? And that is why I believe this is what God wants to train us. This is the spirit we must carry into the new year. And so I'm going to go through this, all right? We're going to start with really praising and thanking God from Psalm 100. Psalm 100, if you look, uh, do, do have it in your Bibles as well, because we will refer back to it. Psalm 100 is called a prayer, a psalm of thanksgiving. So how many of you want to give thanks to God at the end of the year so that we carry a resilient spirit into 2019? How many of you want to give thanks to God? Amen. Why don't we stand up? Why don't we stand up together and we're going to proclaim and shout for joy to the Lord because of who He is. Amen? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, if you're ready, say amen. amen. One, one, two, three. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His unfailing love continues forever and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Everybody shout, praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. But let me just... Unpackage this psalm for you. You know, this psalm is a call to praise the Lord and to give thanks to Him. 
And the reason why we can give thanks to our God is for three reasons. Now look at it. First of all, in verse 3, it says, come before him with singing. Why is it that we come into church and we want you to praise the Lord? I remember that we started 2018 with a sharing with you. How can you build God's kingdom? Start with worship. Start with praise. And John Gunn, Pastor John Gunn shared how. Do you know praise reverses your thoughts? Praise reverses your spirit. Praise reverses your focus. If you're focused on problems, if you're focused on other people, you find it hard to praise. You find it hard to believe that God is good. Amen? So praise reverses that. And one of the most important things, therefore, why do we need to come with joy? Why is it that we need to praise Him? What is there to praise God about? Wow, this word says, acknowledge. And I prefer it in the NIV. In the NIV, it says here, know that the Lord is God. The first thing, if we are going to be able to give thanks, is that we need to ask ourselves, so who is my God? Who actually is my God? Is He good? Is He bad? Is He benevolent? Is He trying to find faults with me? Who is my God? Amen? Who is this God? And you know, yesterday was just amazing in the early morning prayer because the people leading the prayer did not know what I would be sharing, but they read the whole of Psalm 135 to 139. And Psalm 135 starts with, Praise the Lord because of who He is. He is the one that is the ruler over the whole earth. So the first thing we must know is who is this God? The second thing we must be aware of is this. He made us and we are His. Everybody say, we are His. Not only that, He says it again. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. So this is the God that we have. We are His. We belong to Him. We sing songs about that. But do you believe it? Do you know that every one of you, I would say this to you, I know some of you have been visiting us just for Christmas and now you're here again. Do you know you are so special and so precious to God that He has invited you in here today just to let you know you're not just a digit in the universe, 7.8 billion people. You're not just a digit. You belong to your God. Amen? 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 Do you belong to God? Amen? That is what God wants to remind us. And we also can praise God because He's, for the Lord is good. Everybody say, for the Lord is good. So three reasons to give thanks to God and to praise His glorious name. Let's say it together. One, two, three. Why can we praise God and give thanks to God? One, two, three. For the Lord is God. And the word Lord is Elohim, the maker of the universe. He is the God, alright? One, two, three. The Lord is God and... Come on, let's say it really strong. And we are His people. And the Lord is good. Come on, let's give God a big clap offering. That's why we can praise the Lord. Amen? Now, who is this God? Wrong God, you will struggle. Right God, you will understand why we can praise Him. This is my God. It was so hard to, for me to choose a passage of scripture, but I like this one because in the midst of all the political upheavals, in the midst of everything that's happening on earth, who is our God? So everybody, let's say it together, strong and loud. Who is your God? God, the blessed and only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light whom no one has seen or can see, to Him be honour and might forever. Amen. You know, some powerful, powerful truth about God. He is the only ruler. 
every other ruler is still below the only powerful ruler, the king of kings, the lord of lords. We, don't, we, we need to know that. We need to know. You know, that's why the Bible says, know that the Lord is God. Acknowledge Him. In other words, encounter this fact. Assimilate this fact into your system. As you look at the world in 2019, don't focus on that. But know that this God is the Lord God. He is your God. He is my God. And you know, as you do that, you know, it's an amazing thing. He lives in unapproachable light. What kind of God is that? And no one has seen Him. And yet, God has made Himself known and visible to us through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? You know, I just heard this amazing story of a non-believer. She worships all kinds of gods, you know, and she told her daughter. And, and how the daughter became a Christian is because of the mother, who is not a believer. The, 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 mom, the mom one day had a vision and saw these deities. But in the midst of the deities was a bright, shining figure, bigger, larger, more shiny and bright than all the other deities. And she said, that is Jesus. So she told her daughters to go to church. So the daughter said, how do you know that is Jesus? Do you know something? Non-believers know Jesus when they see Jesus. They just say, I know it's Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I know Jesus. I've met many pre-believers. And the beginning, I've seen him. He's that bright, unapproachable light. So God is good. Amen? Amen? But I want to move on. I want to move on. I want us to, uh, now let's look at this. Not only is God the only ruler, can I just have this, the, the slide before this? Just a slide before this. Yeah, it's not helping me. Can you help me? Uh, okay, sorry. All right. Now, not only is God the ruler of the universe, the ruler of heaven and earth, but the Lord is a... Now, let's say this together. But look at all these attributes of God. Let's say this together. One, two, three. Great is the Lord. He's most worthy of praise. No one can measure His greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. For the Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. Don't look at your husband or wife, she gets angry fast. One, uh. But God is slow to get angry. And the Lord is, come, let's read this. The Lord is good to everyone. Everyone is everyone. Every race, every status of society, every age group. The Lord is good to everyone. And He shows compassion on all His creation. Doesn't just show, He showers compassion on all His creation. And look at this, let's say it together. The Lord always keeps His promises, His gracious in all He does. It's a wonderful, wonderful, powerful statement. Yesterday, as I said, as we were worshipping and, and, and beginning to read from Psalm 135 to Psalm 139, one of the truths is that God is God. And it says in Psalm 135, He does whatever He pleases. When He acts, no one can reverse. And when we think of the things that have happened on earth, the tsunamis, the things and all that, we may get a little bit terrified. We say, God, if you are in control, why are these things happening? Now, God is assuring us. He knows what He's doing. But everything that God does, in Psalm 136, is this constant refrain, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, and His mercy endures forever. And one of the most important things we have to grasp is this. Whatever God is doing, 
whatever we may not understand, it's not crafted out of vindictiveness, it's not crafted out of wickedness, it's crafted out of love and mercy to really redeem the earth. So we, that's why we can say he's compassionate, he's good, and he's gracious. Now let's move on. What else is there about the Lord? Not only does God just is powerful and strong, but he's interested in the oppressed, in the heavily burdened, in the poor, in the marginalized. So let's read this together. One, two, three. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those who is bent beneath their load. So today, if you feel you have a heavy load, the Lord lifts your load. He's interested in you. He knows you have a heavy load. Now let's go on. One, two, three. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He's filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. And the Lord protects all those who love Him, but He destroys the wicked. So we do not need to worry that, oh, there's so much injustice and so much all these political problems. Do you know what? We must stay focused on the Lord because this God who executes righteousness and justice, who is kind and merciful and compassionate and loving, He is our God. Amen? Come on, if this God is your God, say Amen. If this God is your God, say amen. amen. Now, let us now look at the next part, all right? So why we can be excited and give thanks to God is because He made us, we are His, we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Now, this is a very important truth. Even as God is powerful, even as God is a great creator, if He's not interested in you and me, it's useless. God is so interested in us that he sent his only son. No, the Bible tells us, Romans 8 verse 32. If God did not withhold his only son, but freely gave him up for us all, how shall he not, along with him, freely give us all things? Do you know when God looks at each individual, he looks at you with love, with compassion, with concern, and to really retrieve you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I'm sure many of you would be saying, but that has not happened in my life. Do you know something? This year, 2018, has been a tremendous year for many, many of our members. In fact, so much things have happened that I find it difficult to find the, uh, the, so many stories to tell. So I'm going to share with you some stories. Now, most of these stories that I'm sharing is from our ladies' group, mainly because I'm in charge of the ladies' group. So forgive me, pastors, if I didn't share from your groups. But you know what? You must come to watch night service tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow is 31st, right? Am I right? Right. Tomorrow, 10 p.m. Everybody say 10 p.m. 31st December. You do not want to miss the amazing stories of how good God is and how interested He is in your struggles, in all that you've gone through. You must come because Pastor Chu is going to share tremendous testimonies. Turn to your friends and say, we must bring all our friends here. No need to go to Pop Swan, just come here, alright? Then they'll be pulled out of darkness. Let me share with you some of these stories. Look at this group of girls. It's, these are not the whole cell, this is just the cause of a cell. And I'm going to share with you just two stories. There's this girl, she's called Kian. Kian actually lost her husband, I think it's about a couple of years ago, very, very tragic death because he died of dengue fever. And even as she, now remember, we have a real God in a real world, all right? Even as she encountered this tragedy in her life, as she came, uh, you know, as she's struggling through this, uh, this 
uh, death and bereavement, she joined this cell group. And in this ladies' cell group, they're all trained to love Jesus and to spend time to really let the Word of God, the presence of God, fill their soul. And they learn to give thanks to God. They learn to, give, they learn to praise the Lord. Because in the prayer altar, the primary ingredient is thanking God, praising God, and reading His Word. So this girl, Kian, she began to grow. So the last two years, you should have seen her. She's full of joy, full of thanksgiving all the time. And one day, she was traveling to London to see her children. And you know something? When she came down from the plane at Heathrow Airport, she just burst into thanksgiving. She just said, Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. I had a good flight from KL to London. How many of you do that when you travel? Actually, you should because it landed safely. Yeah? I always give thanks when I land safely. Amen? Don't take life for granted. Amen? And even as she began to be filled with joy, filled with thanksgiving, the Holy Spirit could speak to her and say to her, buckle your seatbelt now. Uh, in Malaysia, if we are in the back seat, we don't buckle our seatbelt. She so, okay, okay, buckle seatbelt. And the moment that she buckled her seatbelt, she noticed that the driver of the cab was driving very fast. And not only that, I was also trying to do the GPS to see where her house was and also talking on the handphone. Of course, it was hands-free, but still talking and driving. And she suddenly saw that the car, he was going to hit a car in front just within about a few feet. And so even as she did that, she just continued to pray in tongues. And suddenly there was a loud bang! I can tell stories very well, huh? just to wake you up. That's why, you know, and you know, bang, you know, and you know what? She started praising God, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And the driver went out of the car and went to the, the uh, and saw that the last, the three cars before her was smashing each other, was bang, 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 bang you know, that kind of thing. And uh, when he came back to see her, she, he thought she had a concussion because she was, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, praise the Lord. She said, do you need to go to hospital? Because really was concerned, maybe this guy, girl like, got, got, got a bit concussion. Huh? And she said, no, I don't need to go to hospital. Don't you see? We are safe. Look at all these cars bang up. Look at your car. It's still good. You didn't hit the car in front. You need to praise the Lord and don't drive so fast. Awesome, isn't it? Come on, give thanks to God. Awesome, awesome, awesome. You know, I tried to video them. Uh. These girls, uh, you video them, they won't come to church anymore. No? But it's a real person, all right? So what happened was that, that was it. And when she, then she was going, God has a sense of humor. So she was going to fly back from London back to KL. So she again booked a cab. And lo and behold, the dang who appears, the same cab driver. Isn't God amazing? God has such a sense of humor. And you know, in that one moment, she said, I thought maybe I shouldn't go in, you know. Uh, maybe suddenly she, she felt scared that a cab driver. But you know what? She says, it's too late for me to order. So she went in. This time, full of confidence. She reminded herself, God is good. And she went in and then said to the cab driver, do you remember who I am? Of course. And you know what? She had a time to share with the cab driver all about Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, look at that picture again, all right? So look at the picture again. Now, tell you, you know, every one of them got stories, you know. If I start telling you everyone, this one, uh, doctors, wife, uh, if I start telling you every story, we will be here till tomorrow. Maybe you would like that, right? Yeah. But let me tell the story of this lady. Her name is Yi Wang. 
Yiwai comes, uh, uh, comes to one of our, this lady's group and her husband is not a believer. In fact, her husband just don't like church. All this hallelujah, praise the Lord, jumping pastor type. Uh, they simply cannot take it. You know, kind of a mad house, you know. Very intelligent husband, you see. So all the mad people are here. So the husband <laughs> absolutely thinks she's gone to a mad house. But you know something? In this year, May 2018, the husband is a healthy man, was suddenly diagnosed with cancer. It was a head of pancreas cancer, a very virulent cancer, I think stage four. It had been huge and it was really aggressive. And in fact, the doctor told her, your husband has Steve Jobs type of cancer. Wow, can you imagine? You know, we live in a real world. These sort of things can happen anytime, any place. But I praise God for Yiwai. Yiwai is one of the ladies. In fact, all of them, all my ladies have to do this. They all come to our prayer altars. And that is when they learn to worship the Lord, to praise the Lord, to give thanks to God, to focus on God and not their problems. And you know what Yiwai did? Even as she had to bring her husband to many doctors for diagnosis, even as the results started coming in and it was simply not good and they had to go for therapy, in the midst of all that, Yiwai just began to continue to build her time with God, filled with joy, filled with the presence of God. And you know something? She wrote in her testimony, she said to me, every day God would say to her, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? If God never leaves you and never forsakes you, wow, that's something. Amen. And you know why? Because we are His. He made us. We are His sheep. The and he's our shepherd And so you know She was just so filled with confidence Filled with peace And I want to tell you this When one member of your family is sick You don't need everybody to go into misery and mourning Someone must keep that atmosphere full of joy Full of faith Full of belief Do you believe that? If everybody says Die low, die low, die low Sure die one Before die, so die already low. Because you died first ma. Wow, but you know what happened? Because she kept going to God, loving God, proclaiming God, proclaiming who He is. In August, this lady can just visits her, sees the husband, and says, you know what? And tells him about Jesus. To cut a long story short, this guy's husband, this girl's husband, began to say, okay, I will give Jesus a chance. I'm going to accept Jesus. But he more than accepted Jesus. He began to love Jesus. He began to find peace in his heart. And by August, late August, he was baptized. Come on. Whoa, awesome. And not only that, he started reading the Bible. And do you know what book he read? The book of Daniel. I don't know why you must read Daniel when you're uh, having cancer. Maybe lion's den or lion's den. But he grew his faith so much and his joy and his peace come back. You know, I'm a doctor. I want to tell you this. If you want to, when you are sick, you don't want to get more depressed. You want to get the right hormones kicking in, you know. And so he had a peace, he had a joy. And I'm going to make the story short because she wrote three pages of it. What happened was that in December, she caught hold of me and said, do you know what's happened to my husband? Do you know what? We just went to Singapore to see the, uh, the, the, the oncologist and the oncologist said this, gosh, what happened to you? Now, this is May to December. Huh? What happened to you? He said, your, you look so well, number one. Number two, your tumour has shrunk until I cannot find it on the CT scan. And not only that, Wow, yeah, come on, give thanks to God, give thanks to God, give thanks to God. Amen, amen. Not only that, 
the, the, the cancer mark has fallen so low and you look so happy, so well, full of joy. Actually, I'm going to stop your treatment for a while. I just monitor you and see what happens in 2019. Come on, give thanks to God. Amen. Come on, give thanks to God. This is our God. If you don't know our God, come and talk to us. We really would want to let you know who is our God. But I've got another story and this one is an amazing story. This lady is here and you see this beautiful lady? She looks like 26, huh? actually she's 62. She's amazing, right? You should talk to her. She actually has SLE. Now, SLE, SLE systemic lupus erythematosus, never mind. She, one day, as, uh, and, her, and she's cured of SLE ever since she's been coming to church and coming to read the Bible and begin to really focus on God. One of the things, Siulinga, one of the things she does is that she loves Psalm 91. So every day, you see, you need, to, you need to not just read the Bible, you need to proclaim the Bible. She would wake up and she would say, Oh, they that live under the shadow of the Most High shall dwell in the shelter of the Most High, and a thousand can fall my right hand and ten thousand on my left, but it will not come near me, no disaster shall overtake my tents because I love the Lord. When I call upon Him, He will acknowledge me. She would recite Psalm 91. She recites it every month. Husband also recite. Everybody also recite one. Every day recite one. Now one day, just about a few months ago, she was waking up early in the morning and suddenly she felt a ping in her brain. What is a ping? Ping is ping lo. You know why I say ping? Because uh, sometimes Pastor Chu, uh, when he gives you uh, something medical, uh, he will go like that. It was the anterior artery of the frontal cortex in an infarct. And then you all look at me and say, what on earth is that? So very simple. Ping! Everybody say, something burst. Alright? Something burst. So, and so the, something burst. And she knew that she must go to the hospital. So her husband took her to the hospital. And by the time she reached the hospital, her, her right, is this right there? Yeah. Her right hand could not be lifted up and her speech was slurring. And we all know these are the signs of a stroke. In fact, it was such a sudden thing and was so terrifying that the friend who accompanied her was really terrified. Oh my gosh, what's happening? What's happening? And what's up to all of us? And when I received the news, I also said, what on earth is happening? What on earth is happening? She's such a healthy lady. Suddenly she gets a stroke. And so all of us began to pray or began to be, uh, wow, and a bit concerned. But you know something? This lady has learned to build her internal milieu with God. She has learned to know who is our God. Oh, he wants to preach. We must let him preach from very young. No wonder next year they start preaching from that age. It's a sign we must train them from that age. You know something? So she was so, you know, she has, you see, you do not want to wait to a crisis to start looking for God. You do not want to do that. Long before the crisis, in your good days, how have you built yourself? Have you built yourself with complaints? Have you built yourself with misery? Have you built yourself with, I have not this, I have not that? Or do you build yourself with God is good? God is good and His love endures forever. He's a good God, He's a good God. Do you build yourself with that? Amen? Now, Siuling builds herself with that. So in the midst of that crisis, she's building herself. Psalm 91, God is good. I'm living under the shadow of the Most High. God is good. She's building, no, she could not say it with her mouth. Her whole spirit was praising God, giving, somehow something just took over. And do you know something? By two o'clock, when the, uh, I think it was the uh, radiolo radiographer came to do CT scans and all that, 
instead of finding a 62-year-old stroke patient, you know how uh, when you say you're going to visit a 62-year-old stroke patient, you expect someone like that, right? <laughs> you expect someone like that, right? But here was a girl, by 2 p.m., she was raising her arms, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now, I know at that time she couldn't speak as loud, but she was already praising God. And the radiologist was so surprised. And the next day, when we went to visit her, she was really telling the whole story, praising God, and her hands were lifted up, and she didn't look like she was a stroke patient. So I didn't feel very sorry for her. Come on, praise God for that. And she's here. Stand up, ceiling, so that they don't think I'm giving fake news. It is not fake news. Come, come, come to the front. You're so beautiful, ceiling. Yeah, and, and I tell you what she did. Huh? Tuesday, right? I think you had the, the thing, Monday, Tuesday, right? By Saturday, sun, Saturday, she was already ushering. Look at her, jump up and down. You see that? Yeah, not, not, I'm not lying. It's not fake news, okay? It's not fake news. Thank you, Siuling. And you know what? God has such a sense of humor. I think two weeks after that, she went to my school's uh, BBGS 125th anniversary. And of course, she wore this stunning red dress. She's so stunning. And she won the prize for the best dress woman. Whoa! God is good. Amen. Come on. God is so good. So good. So good. How does this happen? Because God is good. And come on, why does all this happen? Let's say it together. For the Lord, come on, say it together. One, two, three. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. And His faithfulness continues to each generation. If you wonder, why is that not happening to me? Maybe because we don't focus on God enough. We don't realize that we need to proclaim every day, our oh, God is a good God. Praise God, I have a good God. Praise God, my God loves me. Praise God, I belong to Him. Amen? Now, you know, this verse is wonderful because not only is God good to one generation, but God is good to every generation. And I'm going to show you our generational stories. Here is three generations here. So recently, Kids Zone Boot Camp, Kids Zone Boot Camp had a time out, a boot camp for the children who were from about nine years old to twelve years old. And these are the preteens. And you know, preteens they are really uh, you can get bored in Kids Zone because they they're like it's a bit kiddish for them. But this year. One of the most amazing things that happened at Kids Zone Boot Camp was the worship time. During the worship time, they encountered God. How many of you are excited when children encounter God? Amen? When your children encounter God, parents, I give you a good advice. Your, work, your, your job is done. Your job is done. So the children encountered God and Pastor Jeremy sent me a wonderful video that you know what the children were doing? Even before they entered the hall where the worship was, they were praising God, jumping up and down, praising God. How many of you, uh, before you come to the sanctuary, you jump up and down and praising God? Uh? The children were doing that. And as a result, God encountered them. And I'm going to tell you only one story. Here is a story of a young boy. He really didn't want to go to Kid Zone because he felt he was getting older and he found Kid Zone kiddish. So he was causing a little bit of a problem for the Kid Zone teachers. He would be so disengaged and he would be a little bit uh, running all over the place and hard for the teachers to control. But guess what happened at Kid Zone boot camp? He encountered God and he began to realize God is so good. So he began to be so, he began to repent. He began to say, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you're so good. You love me so much. And he wept and he wept. By the time he went home, he told them, the, the mom said, why are you weeping? Because God is good. I'm so sorry, mom. I didn't want to kill the kids zone. Now I really miss kids zone. Oh. Have you missed church? He missed kids zone. Oh. 
Wow. And not only that, he began to say, I encountered God. God is good. I want to go to Kids Zone. And you know what he did? After that, he started reading the Bible. And from then on till now, every day he wants to read the Bible because he wants to know this good God. Amen. Come on. Come on. Give thanks to God. Isn't God good? Come on. Wow. If your children, you, this is amazing, right? If God can do that for the children, He can do that for us. Now, let me tell you another story. Narrow Street Camp. All the Narrow Street people say, hey! Why you sit so far? I'll sit nearer next time. Not cheer me on my... Uh. Narrow Street had a camp. It had about 380 kids. Something like 350, like 50, 80. A bit of fake news, okay. But one of the wonderful things that happened in Narrow Street Camp was that they didn't even have altar calls. They just allowed people to encounter Jesus. And there was this girl. She went to the camp and she was determined that she would never go up to the altar call and she won't let anyone pray for her except a leader. But actually nobody knows that, only she knows. And lo and behold, isn't it amazing? Isn't God good? One of the leaders just felt led and went to her and says, can I pray for you? And as she prayed for her, she released a word over her and everything in this word that she gave to this girl, and she doesn't know the girl at all, doesn't know the girl at all. I think the girl is new, right? New to uh, Narrow Street. She doesn't know the girl at all, but whatever she spoke into her spirit, wow, was the right thing. And the girl says, oh my gosh, God knows me. Isn't God good? God knows me. And she, and she wept. And then she, I think she asked the girl, are you a leader? And the girl says, yes. Wow. Who, who would know that she said to her heart, I only want a leader to pray for me. Who knows that? Who knows that? God knows. Amen? God knows what is in your heart. Come on, give God a big clap offering. God knows what's in your children's heart. God knows what is in your heart. And not only that, another story about this was that one of our staff, the, the, the son was not able to go to, doesn't really want to go to Narrow Street because he's a teenager. And you know teenagers, they no kaki want to go. So it feels a bit awkward when he goes, a bit really awkward, didn't like it, socially awkward. So he, the mother said, oh, go, go, go. Why don't you go with your friend? So he said, okay, I'll go with my friend. But lo and behold, the friend had fever, so couldn't go. But you know what? Great mother, great mother said, you know what? I paid for it already, you better go. Ah, see that? So he went. Praise God, you know. Praise God when we have a determination. So he went and guess what? He encountered God. And when he came back, he told the mother, I am going to Narrow Street now every week. I don't care if not a single person there I know because God is there. Whoa, come on, come on. Give God a big clap offering. God is really, really, really good. But I'm going to say this to you. Why is giving thanks to God so important? And I want to say this, if we never know how to give thanks to God, it means we take God for granted. When you take God for granted, you also take the earth for granted. When you take God for granted, you will also take your jobs for granted, your health for granted, your friends for granted. Do you know that when you do that, a spirit of entitlement enters into us, into you and me. And the spirit of entitlement makes us always fighting for our rights. And that's why we are miserable. That's why we are miserable. In fact, you know something? And I want to share this with you. The reason why we have so much depression amongst the young is that we have not learned to give thanks to God for our children, for our families. We need them to perform before we even say thank you to God. But God 
loves us. Whether we perform or we don't, God loves us. And one of the most important things is to learn, train the children to be thankful. In fact, Lilith Mendes writes in his book, when you train the children to be thankful from young for God, they will also be thankful for their parents. They will not take their parents for granted. They will not take whatever is given to them for granted. They will not take their clothes for granted. They will not take their toys for granted. They will also not take their siblings for granted. And when they go to school, they will also not take their teachers for granted. So thankfulness shifts culture. In fact, one of the things we are going to do in children's ministry next year is to introduce the culture of thankfulness for the children. And parents, you better thank us for that because we need you to be also thankful. Cannot the mommy, the, the child come back and say, oh, God is so good, mommy. I thank God for you. And then you look and say, but, um, why you didn't do homework one or why you didn't sweep your floor one or why you didn't tidy your bed one or no, something must shift within us. Do you know something? Not only must we give thanks for God, and remember this, when you're able to be thankful for God, you don't take God for granted. Therefore, when you're able to be thankful for your family, you don't take your family for granted. Amen? Amen? Most problems in families is because we take our families for granted. And today, my brothers and sisters, my wonderful friends, please help me praise God for my wonderful grandson. Come on! It took us years to wait for our grandson. So you must be happy for me. La. Give thanks to God for me la, and Pastor Chiu. Alright? But I want to give thanks for a wonderful daughter-in-law and son and a wonderful in-law, Esken Tianhui, who looks after Jehan most of the time. Uh, the real work. Somebody asked me, no? so how is it like being grandmother? I said, I only carry for about maybe 20 minutes and hour most. Actually, uh, Tianhui is the one that does 90% of it. But you know what? I want to thank God for wonderful in-laws. And I want to thank God for my husband. Wow! I have a great husband. You know my husband. He's the most thankful person you can ever find. He's got such an attitude of gratitude. Do you know, uh, even when he's swimming, uh, he will thank God. He goes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Like that one. No, we got like fish also cannot do that, right? But he can do that. Every time he finds anything, well, thank you, Jesus. People hold the door, so thank you, Jesus. You know, isn't that amazing? And because of this, look, he looks so young. Today's his birthday. Wow! And he is seven. Oh, he don't mind me saying. And he is. Everybody say, how old is he? Seventy-two. Because he's a thankful person. He looks like twenty-two. And guess what? Look at the mother. The mother even more amazing. Mother, mother, come out. Yeah, the mother is ninety-seven. But she is a very thankful person. She looks every time she sees me, that ha, 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 kiss, kiss, kiss. She's like that, right? Everybody's like, ha, ha, kiss, kiss, kiss. No complaints. You know, some old people complain so much. They're old even before their time. But she's amazing. And my son is amazing. This son, my, my other son, Jonathan, you take, him, you take him to a meal, simple meal. Thank you, mom and dad. And then we take him to a dinner. Other people paid for it. Thank you, mom and dad. I was thinking, why you thank us? Somebody paid for it, you know. Thankfulness is so important. So important, you know something? You may say this to me. Pastor, it's easy for you to give thanks. You have an amazing husband. Actually, he forgot, got amazing wife. <laughs> but you know something? Let me share this with you. At Christmas, during that weekend, I prayed for many families. And one of the saddest things in families is that there are lots of quarrels and conflicts and expectations because we have forgotten 
to thank God for our spouse. And so you know what? They begin to gaze at all the things that are wrong. When you are thankful, you gaze for that which you have right, that is good. And when a person is thankful for that person, when you're thankful for your husband, you don't take your husband for granted. When you're thankful for your wife, you don't take your wife for granted. You begin to be thankful. Oh dear, thank you. So, like, like my husband, he's so wonderful, isn't he? Every time before I preach, he'll give me a hug just to encourage me. Even though I, I preach regularly, but he always understands. So he give me a hug. Thank you, dear. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so much. You don't have to thank him only when he buys you the biggest present. If you want to wait for presents from my husband, you'll wait till Jesus comes again. Because he doesn't like shopping and he doesn't know what to do. I don't need him from that. So we need to be thankful for each other. And so when I saw these couples fighting and quarreling, I just, the Lord just said that to me. Do you know what? If only in the morning, the husband wakes up and says, Praise God, I thank you for my wife. And if the wife wakes up and begins to say to the, herself, now you don't need to look at the husband because when the wife looks at the husband, cannot give thanks. But <laughs> you look at God and say, God, you are good. I thank you for my husband. He's still here with me. Amen? Amen? Do you want to practice that, ladies? How many of you ladies got husbands? Don't put up your hand. I want you to say this. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Jesus first. Don't look at husband first. Thank you, Jesus. And you're so weak. Huh? No wonder you're having problems in your marriage. Come on, come on, come on. You need to, you want a simple, no need to go for marriage counselors. Just start this and your life will change. Everybody, all who are married, say, Thank you, Jesus. Don't look at husband. Come on, don't look at Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For my husband. You're super weak. La. Now let's try the men. La. I think the men better. La. Men, I think you can do it. Follow Pastor Chu. He does it very well. Thank you, Jesus. For my wife. You see, la, he has to thank la, because really it's me that makes him look so good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, give God a big clap offering. God is a great therapist, a great therapist, a great therapist. You don't believe me? You look at your wife and says, I thank God for you. Just look at your wife and try that. Immediately she forgot all that you did not do. Forgot everything that you did not do. In fact, I said to these couples, I, I held them, I'm serious, I'm serious, I held them. And I said, can you now, in my presence, look at your wife and say, thank you, dear, that you are my wife. And wife, can you look at your husband and say, thank you, thank you, you are my husband. And look at your children and say, thank you for our children. Do you know something? The husband and wives begin to smile. You see, if we don't understand that God's ways are always the right ways, we will follow the way of the world and will always be the wrong ways. There was a girl. She has been coming forward for altar call very many times. And her main problem is she cannot sleep and she's very stressed out and she finds it difficult to hold jobs and communicate with people and even to have friends. So she's a kind of a miserable person. So I said to her, once I, there were, so she came forward so many times. So finally I said to her, listen, I'm a doctor. If I were to give you a pill, and told you to take it three times a day. And after that, you can sleep. Would you take it? She said, yes, I would. Or even take it once a day and you can sleep. Would you take it? She said, yes. Now I'm going to give you a simple pill. It doesn't cost you any money. Every morning when you wake up, say, thank, just sing this song. Everybody sing. Thank you, Jesus, for your love to me. You know, I told her, sing this song for one month. She looked at me. Remember, you told me I'm a doctor. I gave you a pill. You take now. This is the pill, okay? Now I'm a spiritual doctor. Now you take, huh? You agree with me or not? Do it for one month. She looked at me and then she said, Can you guarantee me this will work? 
I said, no, because in case you don't do it properly, you cannot do it chin chin chai chai. You must do it meaning it. You must say, thank you, Jesus, for your love to me. Every morning you must sing it. You must not even miss one morning. So I, I totally never saw her after that. But guess what? Just before Christmas, she came to me smiling this time. Last time, smiling. And she says, it works, it works. Of course it works. Amen. Come on. Of course it works. Because God is good. Amen. Of course it works. We must give thanks for our staff. We must give thanks for our friends. Look at our staff. Come on. Give a big round of applause for all this wonderful staff. You know, I'm just so blessed. They make sure I have hot water every time. My girl Mimi, she is the reason why you all are not stressed by me. She makes sure my appointments don't clash, like five appointments all at the same time. The reason why I'm still alive is because of my wonderful PA, my personal assistant. And Pastor Chu has a wonderful personal assistant called Anjali. And look at all of them, Elsie, La, Suzanne, La, everybody, La, Jane, La, every, and all these wonderful staff. They, look at them, the media team. They are what makes the church happen every day. And you know what? We need to thank God for church. Amen? Come on, give God a big thank you for church. And we as the pastors, come on pastors, help me do that. We are going to thank God for you. Amen. We have a wonderful church and I want to thank you. You are so wonderful. See me in the corridor. Say, hi pastor, how are you? I, I, I walk up, right? Come, come, don't walk so fast, uh, pastor. And I say, go, you go faster. I'm panting. Uh. And you walk with me. No, 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 we slow down. God has given us a great church. You help us decorate. You help us greet. You help us sing. You help us pour coffee. You are a great church. Amen. Come on. Come on, give thanks to God. You are a great church. Don't let everybody kid you. You know something? I want to say this. If you need to wait for something to be really, really, really worthy of thanks, only you give thanks. You will never give thanks. You will never give thanks. Because we need to be thankful in all circumstances. All right, let's just read this verse together. One, two, three. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now you may say to me, I don't know what will happen next year. You know, it's good for you, but the circumstances may never be good for me. Things will go wrong. I may have this, I may have that. But the Bible, when it tells you these things, is not the building our lives around circumstances. It's building our life around God. It says that it's God's will for you. Do you know I know of a person, and he's one of the richest men in Malaysia. Now, this is what God said to me this morning. The problem with this rich man is that he always feels that he must arrive at a point only can give thanks. Many of us are like that. The reason why we cannot give thanks is that we think that we must be very, very rich, be very, very successful, got a great, 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 great husband. I still don't know it's a great husband. Nah. There's a great husband by your presence every day, kiss you every day. And he's only a man. Nah. He kiss you every day so you get fed up. Nah. <laughs> I would, right? So what is a great husband? I don't know. But you know, God began to say to me, the problem with this man is this. He did not give thanks for small things. And the Lord says, when you cannot give thanks for little blessings, and you wait for a big thing to, to, before you give thanks. When the big thing arrives, you will also not give thanks. So this man, every day complains, why did God make Bill Gates richer than him? But he's richer than 99.99999% than everybody in Malaysia. And yet, he's miserable, he's depressed, he has no friends. Why? Because he did not believe that giving thanks would make him the head and not the tail. 
the will of God is to ask us to be give thanks. Now, why is it so? So I'm going to end by telling you this. You may say to me, Pastor, this is very spiritual. This is church stuff. Do you know something? We have a real God, and this is a real world. So I went to the Journal of Psychology, and I came out with the seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. And I'm going to read them all to you. So let's just go through all seven first. Let's just, can you read it with me? Can you read it with me? If you don't believe that giving thanks alter your brain chemistry, if you don't believe that giving thanks will give you great resilience, just listen to what the scientists are telling us today. So many, very often we think that science is so good. If God, if something cannot be been validated by science, it's not because science is right and God is wrong. It's because science is not God. And science has always got to catch up with God. The Bible already told us all these things thousands of years ago, but only now has brain science caught up with this. And this is the result of studies, all right? So let's go through the seven wonderful benefits of gratitude scientifically proven. Come on, one, two, three. Gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Gratitude improves physical health. Gratitude improves psychological health. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Gratitude, uh, grateful people sleep better. That's why Pastor Chua sleep better. Right? Gratitude improves self-esteem. Gratitude increases mental strength or resilience. Now, I'll give you the scientific. The first one, gratitude opens the door to more relationships. This is a study done in 20. Uh, 2011. And in this study, they merely looked at people who give thanks for small, small little things. Example, if someone opens a door for you, you say, thank you. If someone passes you salt and pepper, you say, thank you. In our house, even when we pass salt and pepper, we would say, thank you. Because these little, little things immediately improves well-being and improves relationships. So what this research is saying is this. In the midst of a very difficult job situation, if you and I were more thankful even for little things that has happened to you and you show it in the office, for all you know, a new relationship or opportunity, a new client might just step into your sphere. Amen? Amen? Second thing it says here, gratitude improves physical health. I like this one. Huh? It says, grateful people experience fewer aches and pains and really report feeling better. This is a study in 2012. That's why Pastor Chu and I hardly ever fall sick unless you pass me your flu. Amen? Come on, give thanks to God. Hardly ever. We hardly ever. I don't remember seeing... Uh, I'm a doctor, but I don't remember seeing a doctor for I don't know how many years, 30 years? or I don't know. Yeah, because well-being and thanksgiving go hand in hand. This is a study. Next one. Gratitude improves psychological health. This one is no-brainer because now brain science has said that gratitude reduces a multitude of toxic emotions, increases serotonin, and gratitude takes away the toxins that envy, resentment, frustration, and regret gives. And the guy who does this research is called Robert Emmons. And can you imagine? He's the leading gratitude researcher. His PhD is on gratitude. Wow, wow I just want to meet him. What a PhD. And now I want to tell you this. Just now, Pastor Lindy said about darkness, you know something? The reason why we are dark and depressed is that we, we allow the, these negative thoughts to fill us. You should just start be opening the ears. Says, God is good. Amen. Everybody say, God is good. I belong to Him. I'm the sheep of His pasture. I will never be in want. 
Do you know something? If you train your young people, you train your family to begin to say, you know, God trained me for 15 years every morning to wake up and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? That's why I am who I am. It is the way we proclaim. And because of that, depression will go. And so this guy says, if only we wake up in the morning and say, thank God, it's a brand new day. It's a brand new year. Thank God, a new day means new opportunities. A new day means the old is gone, my regrets are gone. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. God's gracious to me. It's, you know, the Lamentation says His mercies are new every morning. You don't even need to live on yesterday's mercies. Today, God has fresh mercies for you and for me. So that's why we say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. And so this researcher says it will definitely increase happiness and reduce depression. No need to take antidepressants. They have side effects. Just every morning we come. Thank you, Jesus. Sing this song five times a day. You'll be healed. Gratitude increases empathy and reduces aggression. Now, this is a 2012 study by the University of Kentucky. Grateful people are more likely to behave in a pro-social manner. And grateful people are less likely to retaliate against others and when given negative feedback. Now, remember next year, maybe tough year. And your boss says to you, why your work so bad? Why your work so bad? You don't, don't go there. You look at smilingly and says, thank you for giving me that feedback. I'll try to improve. But I don't know if you can say that. But practice, practice. It might give you back your job. Because he says, when you retaliate with negative feedback, it causes you to want to be angry and the wrong hormones come up. Now, next one. Gratitude, grateful people sleep better. So I told you, Pastor Chua, you can sleep even with one leg standing. No joke one. And the 2011 study suggests this. If you find it difficult to sleep tonight, 15 minutes, the study says, before you go to bed, take a little notepad and jot down 10 things you can give thanks for. Amen? Is it difficult to find 10 things? No, it's not. Thank you, God, there's still air. Thank you, God, I have a bed to sleep. Thank you, God, I have a home. Thank you, God, I have friends. Thank you, God, I know Jesus. So many, right? Thank you, God, I'm not sick. Thank you, God, I'm sick, but I got doctor. Amen? Thank you, God, I got hospital still. Amen? Praise God. Do you know some people have no hospitals? Amen? Start thanking God. And you know what? The researcher says you will sleep better and longer. And the quality of sleep will improve. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Now, gratitude also improves self-esteem. Now, this is a very good one. The 2012 study says that gratitude increases the, uh, the person's... Uh, now, this is done for athletes. The athlete's self-esteem improves when the athlete is, has a grateful attitude. Why? Rather than becoming resentful towards people who have more money or more successful than you, grateful people are able to appreciate other people's accomplishments. And you know what the Lord said to me just now? He said to me, the reason why people who are not grateful, constantly complaining, constantly saying that they are not as good as others or they haven't got as much as others, end up feeling that they are losers. Am I not right? The moment you say to yourself, yeah, why am my family not so good? Huh? Why this, why that? Why am I not as rich as someone? Huh? The word, why am I not, is a loser mentality. Don't you realize this? But when you begin to say, wow, praise the Lord, this is not a half empty bot, this is not half empty, it's half full. Immediately, your hormones shift. That is why gratitude makes you feel, wow, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. The pastor always says, I may not have so much money as everyone, but I am blessed. Amen. 
And so the well-being improves. You see, every time, I want to add one more thing. Never compare yourself to another person. If you compare yourself to the other person, no matter how good or not good the person is, you feel a loser. But you know what? God did not ask you to compare yourself to the other person. His God is also your God. Amen? You are still His sheep. How many of you agree, my God is your God, your God is my God? Amen? So we don't need to compare ourselves to another person. You know something of the beauty of God? Every time you are in His presence, you are His only child. It's as if nobody else matters. You matter so much to God. Amen? That's why we need to give thanks. And finally, gratitude increases mental strength of what I started with. And God said to me, you must have resilience. So this is a study done in 2006 after September 11. They discovered that the people who recovered the best from the September 11 attack were the those who could find something in the midst of all that catastrophe, all that disaster, all that horrible, uh, terrible things. You know? In the midst of that, the people who found something small to be grateful for, they actually recovered the fastest. So, do you believe that giving thanks is the will of God, is a good idea from God? How many of you believe that giving thanks is a great God idea? Come on, give thanks to God. You, you know, thanks. this message resonates with me because I'm a very, very thankful, grateful person. I give thanks to God for little, small, small things. Find it. There are many things to thank God for. One, no? The only thing is probably we do not thank Him enough. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. You know, I, I just renewed, Pastor just renewed her passport and I renewed my IC. I'm so glad there's a lane for senior citizens. Do you think so? Praise God. Half an hour, got it done. It's so good to be thankful that the country appreciates senior citizens. Thank God for small, small mercies. You know, my mom is 97 years old. She still comes to church, listens to my sermon. As I speak now, she is touring Australia. 97 years old, you know. And you answer, Auntie, why, why are you like that? Now, 97 years old. She walks straight. The answer is this. She also a very thankful person. Deep inside her, the internal environment, the internal milieu is so at peace that when your internal environment is at peace, all the immune system, all the good hormones, oxytocin, serotonin, all are excreted out and it bathes your entire system. It's scientifically proven. Amen. Thank the Lord. Parents, can I encourage you? When you thank God, your children look at you. Eh? They also thank God. When you grumble, 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 eh? you will create a generation of grumpy children who will never thank God because everything is entitlement. Man. You thank God. Your children and your grandchildren will also thank God and they will thank you. When they thank God, they thank God for you. As we close the year, let's have a thankful spirit. Shall we do that? Let's thank the Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Dichu to... Hallelujah. Come, let's just thank the Lord. Amen. God is so good. No matter what may happen, no matter what has happened, God is always good. Keep your eyes on Him. Keep your eyes on Him. Alright? Father Lord, we thank You that You are so good and Your love endures forever. 
from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord will love us and be gracious to us. And so, Lord, even as we end this year, let that spirit of thanksgiving flow into our hearts, flow into our minds, flow into our spirit, man. Wherever we go, we're going to carry the spirit of thanksgiving to our friends, to our relatives, to our workplace, and even change the atmosphere wherever we go. And all God's people say, thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.